The Unstuff America podcast is hosted by the most organized man in America, Andrew Mellon. Listen in for Andrew's take on America's clutter crisis. From guns to gold, he dives deep into America's self-destructive obsession with possession and how that impacts the American dream. Get real-life tools and strategies to take responsibility, set yourself free, and live your values every day. And now, Andrew Mellon. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unstuff America. I am your host, Andrew Mellon, and our co-host, Debbie Black. Excellent. Hi. <laughs> so we're in week three of a little mini-series. We tried something new. We talked about multi-generational hiring and the workforce. And I think it's been an interesting conversation. Yeah, I've learned a lot. Excellent. So have I. I mean, it's really been illuminating for me, not only the process, but the conversation with you about what you've been doing and what I've been doing at our different jobs and the interesting way that our roles have reversed, where I used to be hiring more junior people and having to spend more time onboarding them. And in, in your case, you actually used to hire more senior people. Correct. And now I am hiring basically, you know, people who are new to the workforce and new to the job. Right. And we're actually hiring folks who are prepared to take my business and the brand to a whole new level of visibility and and uh, uh, it's not professionalism, that's not the word that I would say, but visibility and um, systemization, right? I mean, as a solopreneur for so long, I was the system because I did everything. And if I didn't do it, it didn't get done. So by default, I was the system. And in this case, what we're learning is putting systems in place is really what's going to get me out of having to do everything and also mean that our customers, our clients, the public are going to get a consistent, uh, not that they haven't gotten a consistent, but a more consistent or a more regulated product process available to them because we don't have to keep reinventing the wheel or try to remember what we did. Mm -hmm. Right. So cool. So today we're going to share some best practices with you, the result of what we've discussed over the last couple of weeks and what we've learned. And the first thing that I learned and which I think is a best practice is recognize if you're the right person. And uh, even before you try to find the right person, right, even before you start the job search, discover if you're the right person to be doing the search. And in my case, I, it became crystal clear that I was not the right person to be doing the search. So the next uh, best practice, if there's no system, you have to recognize, are you the right person to create the system um, and to execute it? And if you're not, who is? There you go. Right. So again, for me, I was not. And I think in your case, you were. <laughs> again, I always worked for big companies where they had a process in place. This time, I was at a smaller company where they didn't have a process. You and I, again, switched places this time. Right. And when you write out that process, you discover two things immediately. One, where the holes are and conversely where the clutter is. And given what we talk about here every week, all the time, when we think about simplicity, right, the holes, the negative space can create just as much of an obstacle, not clutter, but just as much of an obstacle as actual clutter, uh, junk in the process that doesn't need to be there. It's there because of your ego. It's there because 
uh, you're trying to be thorough, but you're actually micromanaging something that doesn't need to be micromanaged. We don't need to get into the why as much of recognizing that there are two different ways that the process can become less efficient and less streamlined. And that is, where are the holes? Where's the clutter? And that brings us to our next best practice, which is the simplest system is probably the best way to guarantee results. Yes, I would agree. Uh, something else that we discovered was that hiring junior people, you need to give them tons of structure with a clear ramp to independence, right? So if, if they're coming directly out of school, if they're coming from their parents' basement, <laughs> uh, if they haven't had that experience yet of here's nothing, make something out of it, we need to provide them that structure, but with a process to wean them off of that so that their independence and their skills building replaces the dependence on some sort of external structure. And I love the way that you put that too, ramp to independence, right? It's not a roadmap, right? It's a process and you're, you're enabling them. What you want to do is eventually um, empower them to be independent. It's a, it's a really, it, it gives the right uh, imagery, I think. Yeah, cool. And the last one is uh, if you're hiring senior people like we are, we need to make sure that they are able and interested, right? It's not just about the mm -hmm. skill set, but also that they are interested in taking ownership so that we don't, I mean, we were talking about this last week around Unstop America and the idea of citizenship, right? And this idea that people, if they don't have the time or they don't perceive they have the time to participate, they will abdicate their responsibility to their elected officials their appointed officials and think like, well, they might not get everything I want, but they're gonna, they're gonna take care of this. But we wanna be sure that, uh, certainly on a civic level, people are able and interested in taking ownership. And then again, in the workforce, in our personal lives, that it's not just we want them to, <laughs> to take ownership, but are they actually committed to taking ownership, right? And if they're not, we need to know that that can't be a secret. That can't be an aha gotcha moment of like, oh crap, I delegated you and you're not interested. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, we've got uh, two other categories of things that we've gleaned from our last couple of weeks of conversations. And those are the things you can't teach and the things you can teach. So the things you can't teach are passion, Mm -hmm. You can't teach that. You can't teach enthusiasm. No, no, you can't. And sadly, I don't think that you can teach people how to think. You can teach them analytic skills, but I think there's something, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'm open to being proved wrong that maybe you can teach people how to think. But I think if you don't have an innate curiosity about the world, if you aren't looking for something, if you aren't organically engaged in some way, I don't know if that's something that you can actually teach people to be, do you think that there is? No, I, I, would, I would agree with you. I think, you know, somebody has to show the capacity to think. Okay. I, I really do. And, I, and the last point really goes back to, you know, what you were talking about before about ownership, right? You know, how to take initiative. You can't teach someone to be the kind of person who steps forward and takes initiative. Somebody either does that or they don't, you know, you can impress upon somebody that it's important to do that. You can ask them to do it. But what you really want is somebody who innately knows, 
this is my time to step up. Right, and it really doesn't matter, does it, whether you're uh, pulling shots at a Starbucks or you're running a company, right? Initiative is initiative. If you are a barista and you think, oh, if we move the soy milk and the almond milk over to this cupboard, it will be that much more easy to make a latte. Mm -hmm. it, or if you're the CEO solving multi-million dollar issues, it doesn't, the scale of the, or the, the, the description of your job, those things don't define where you can be proactively problem solving. I mean, at any point you can see a problem and brainstorm a solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so some of the things that you can teach uh, and certainly going back to sales, which is your wheelhouse, right, is how to prospect. Absolutely. You know, you, you can tell somebody these are the things to look for. You can, you know, you can certainly teach that. Um, you can also teach someone how to tell the right story. And certainly in our world, there's plenty of, uh, we won't call them the wrong story, but there's lots of story that if you're not aware, if you're not mindful, if you're not making smart choices, you are going to be in story, but it's probably not going to be the right story. And it's going to make your choice, you know, back here, it's going to be making your choices for you. You're not going to be making choices based on, on your clarity and your awareness, but just on some sort of robotic reaction to stimulus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then you can certainly teach somebody how to negotiate and how to close. You know, as we said in the last podcast that, you know, the, the sales process is a process. Mm -hmm. That's why it fits. That's why it rolls so well into your system. Yeah. Um, and if you do everything right all along, closing is really going to happen because you've done everything right. You, you've prospected correctly. You've qualified your prospect correctly. Negotiation is something you can definitely teach and closing will happen when you do everything else correctly. Cool. That's encouraging. You can, uh, you can recognize going back to story, right? How to spot story when it crops up. So right, there's the right story. And then there's the story that's, uh, that's pushing you forward because you're not driving at which ties into the idea of initiative, right? If you are not going to be in the driver's seat, it's unlikely that the car is not going to be moving. The car is going to be moving. It's just not going to be going where you want it to go. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you can always teach somebody how to communicate clearly. And, and, you know, there's a big difference between teaching somebody how to communicate the way that you feel is the most effective way to communicate um, and stripping them of their style. I think that people still can retain their personal style, but still communicate in a way that is professional and, you know, to the point and clear. I think that is completely true. I, I, I think, you know, one of the things that we talked about in, in our hiring process was we want people to be authentically themselves, right? I, I want them to look neat and be presentable because that's part of the brand. But if that means that you have a purple stripe in your hair or you like to wear polka dots, mm -hmm. that I'm not going to neutralize you and put you in a Brooks Brothers suit and say to represent the Andrew Mellon brand, you must look this way. Cause I don't think, I don't believe that that's true. I mean, I think what we're trying to trying to encourage people to do is be their authentic selves to live their core values in every choice. And, uh, and I, I wouldn't want to be neutralizing people, but, but one of the things that I am certainly committed to is clear, concise communication. 
if the word doesn't need to be there, let's not have it there. Let's not use a 25 cent word when a five cent word is going to get the job done. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're listening carefully to the person that you're having a conversation with, you ought to be able to respond instead of waiting for your turn to talk. Agreed. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been great. I'm, uh, I'm delighted at our little experiment that we, uh, our little mini series, our little three-part series. We might try another one of these. It'd be great to hear from you as listeners. Did you like it? Did you think it sucked? Um, what do you, what do you want to hear from us? Do you have questions for us around uh, unstuffing America, unstuffing your life? You can send those questions to OOH at andrewmellon.com, O-O-H, Oscar, Oscar, Henry, at andrewmellon.com. We wanna hear from you. Uh, be sure to rate us and review us at iTunes and Podbean and other places where you're listening to this podcast. And thanks for joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you back here on another episode next week. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening Bye, to Unstuff America. <laughs> If you like what you've heard, please leave us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit andrewmellon.com, where you can get Andrew's three-day quick start course. It's the quickest way to jumpstart your organizing efforts now. <laughs>